Welcome, everybody. It's your boy, Darrell Owens, and this is Green and Gold over everything. You know what, y'all? I'm happy. I, I, I'm i truly happy. This Packer enthusiast is on a natural high right now. Why? Because the Packers have won three straight games. And just about a month ago, we were sad and lonely on this show, but not anymore. We got a little bit of a spunk in our step. Uh, but I think that happens when you take down the defending Super Bowl champions at home, at Lambeau, in front of Taylor, in front of our, uh, in front of our queen, Simone Biles. Let's go ahead and get it started. This is Green and Gold over everything. Episode 13. I got my boys Randall and Deshaun with me today. We about to get it in. Let's go. Yeah, I'm excited. I know y'all are excited too. This is Green and Go over everything. Episode 13 as we enter week 14 of the NFL season. Now, I'm gonna uh before I get into all the fun stuff, let me go ahead and invite my boys into the room. First, my, my guy, you know, got gotta represent my man Randall Burns. Go ahead, tell him, go ahead and say it, go ahead and say it, go ahead, come on. Goody Vane. <laughs> <laughs> We knew it was coming. We knew it was coming. And then, of course, can't forget my man, Deshaun. Deshaun, how you doing, brother? How's everything going? Man, I, I'm, I'm here so I don't get fined. Fact. And, and, and I want to see what this Google Man conversation is about. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I think we all are there right now. We we want to know what Goody Mane is all about. I mean, R Randall's on the vibe right now. He's definitely on the vibe. Mm -hmm. You know, and so before we get into it, uh, of course, for those who may be living under a rock of your Packer Nation, big win for the boys on uh, Sunday, 27 to 19 over the defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. It's a really nice one to have up on the mantle. Feels really good to have this victory uh, over a, let's be honest with you, a really good Kansas City Chiefs team, uh, especially when all of the talk going into this game was about Taylor Swift. You know, <laughs> it was about Taylor Swift. Uh, so it, it's it's a really good deal to kind of uh, be able to get into it today. Um, 
Randall, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you ride, brother. I know. I know you're very excited to talk about uh, Goody May. Go ahead. Go ahead and bring us enlighten us on Goody May. Go ahead and enlighten us on Goody May. March 2019. <laughs> Goody May laid the trap for Aaron Rodgers. Brought in Darius. Brought in Preston. Brought in Amos. So here, brother, got you a defense. You scoring all these points? Go ahead, do it. Go ahead. Aaron played like he played all right. They bring in Matt LaFleur. <laughs> Still played all right. Goody man go out when he find himself. A young melanated brother, six <laughs> foot four. Been through adversity. Father committed suicide when he was in high school. Oh, we're, not, we're not laughing at that, by the way. We're laughing at everything no, else. And he we're, said, we're that not. is the man that is going to lead the Packers into the future. That is the man that's going to lead us to the promised land. <laughs> and now when he picked up that phone, he said, listen here, young brother. I see greatness in you. And I believe in civil rights. You are going to be the first African-American quarterback. <laughs> I don't know if he said that. Lead but... the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> but we got to wait and get this old ass man up out of here. <laughs> now, I know he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. He's probably right. going to start drinking. And Aaron did said he that he said he went and grabbed some whiskey that night. He said he's probably going to play well. Don't worry about it. I know him well. You just wait, young brother. You you, you bide your time. I'm going to build everything around you. Hmm. Aaron's going to think we're going all in. You let him believe whatever you want. You're going to start talking crazy on TV. You don't pay him no mind. <laughs> Jordan sat. He, he went in the lab. He worked. Then Aaron lied to us and told us he was immunized. And it, and it almost threw a wrench in Goody's plan. He had to go play against the Kansas City Chiefs, and he got blitzed to hell. Now it's Matt LaFleur's fault. It wasn't no fault of the golden boy Jordan Love. Even Matt said at the end of the game, I called the Aaron game. I didn't call the Jordan game. But if you go back and look at those stats, the defense did its job. And that was when the defense, that was when Goot knew. Because they only beat us by a little bit. Yeah. Look at my young golden, my golden child right there. He can do it. Aaron won another MVP, which he probably shouldn't have won that second one. It was a little iffy. He blows it. <laughs> he blows it in the NFC Championship game against the Buck. He blew it. He should have ran. He didn't run. So, you know, then he he gets he does the Jay-Z. He gets on the Summer Jam stage and lays the trap like he laid it for Nas. And he brought in Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs and Sammy Watkins. And, you know, Devontae wanted to go be with his grandma. I completely understand it. And Aaron showed up to training camp and said, what kind of bullshit is this? I got two rookies, Alan Lazard and old-ass Randall Cobb. And, and Goody said, all right, Aaron, go ahead and make it work. You say you a goat, you were great. And Aaron couldn't make it work. He, he broke his thumb. And like a selfish man, <laughs> instead of sitting on the bench, healing his hand, he went out and played. Ah, Goody said, I got you. Look at that selfishness. Could have let Jordan play. Could have let some real reps. And just like Aaron did that fateful day against the Cowboys, Jordan Love came in against the Eagles. And he said, oh, man, this boy's slinging it. And Aaron walked off the field that last game with his arm around Randall Cobb, looking disgusted. <laughs> Goody walked over to Jordan. <laughs> now, let's go, boy. Let's put the play in the motion. Ain't no rewinding me back. Look at us now. <laughs> Ain't no rewinding there's a lot of your story that I'm like, okay, I'm cool with. Um, <laughs> the, the MVP, come on, man. Look, my guy. There's a lot to impact there. There's a, there's a lot of impact. He deserved the first one. The second one, I don't know. Yeah, the, the, the second one could have been a toss-up, but he got it. You know, and that's our guy. You know, I, maybe not your guy, but that's our guy. Uh, you know, I mean, 
there's so much. D, I might let you go, man, because I'm still trying to get this. What What, what are your thoughts on um you know on Goody Man and and Randall so Siliquilly? So, so, so Wait, before he starts, the last thing. <laughs> we ain't need no vets. We ain't need we no still, goddamn we vets. vets. We still need vets. That's we my purpose. No vet. The vets is on the field. Yeah, they're they going to they go need it when the playoffs come. Yeah, we get in the playoffs, they're going to need it. So they may not need it now. They're going to need it just, there. Just, hold up. Person. Hold up. Wait. Just the fact that you talk about playoffs shows we don't need no vets. Aaron Rodgers was <laughs> 6-10 in his first season. Hey, if we didn't have like this, if we didn't have vets, we'd be 10-2. and two. Aaron Rodgers had an NFC Championship roster. We we would be ten and two if we had vets. That's Hold why up. we lost those first those couple of games in between. We'd be ten and two. Here's how I know Goody is smart. He said, "Look at this. Aaron got an NFC Championship roster. And he only went six and ten. Jordan playing with children. <laughs> children. Goody man to go. Wait a minute. D twenty four himself. Wait a minute. Get Goody man to go. Deshaun, I'm gonna go to you, bro. Um, great game on Sunday. Nice win for the pack." Uh, you know, they try to give us a little bit of grief on the, the 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 pass interferences and stuff. But let's be honest with you. You know, that little crappy call they didn't call when, um, you know, they called they, when they called Mahomes on the sideline. Yeah, I'm like, bro, happened, yeah. wow, trying to treat my cousin like that. What is that all about? I don't understand it, man. Y'all must stop treating my cousin Jonathan bad. I don't I don't understand that the family. I mean, out there trying to play good for his wife. I mean, look, that's. It's disrespectful is what it is. But uh, what are your thoughts on the game, man? And, um, you know, if you want to elaborate on what Randall just uh, – No. Eloquently no actually, put. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm going to leave Randall alone with yet. I am just going to – I'm going to stick to what I said to you all early in the season. I'm on the love train. Hey, there you I go. I ain't getting off. I I'm said that know. early in the season. I said when he got right? drafted. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, come on, man. That's, 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 that's trying to get there. What's wrong with you? Literally, I know people that know you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But nah, so so we talked about the game, and, and I think the game was a great game, right? I think it's the best game that I would say this season. And and I'm not trying to take a shot, but I would say in the last two years that I felt like Matt called. I think he was consistent in the first half, and I think he was somewhat consistent in the second half before a total game. I think it's one of the best that I've seen him call. I think it's one of the best that I've seen Barry call, too, in terms of changing different schemes and what he was trying to do. Um, but to the point, the thing that concerned me is, like, some of the plays at the end of the game, again, I'm just going to keep beating this drum, D. You know me and you talk about this. Mm -hmm. Like, veterans are needed to balance out what we are seeing on the field, which is good stuff from our young guys. Like it really is good stuff. I don't want to, you know, malay the point that just because they're young, they're not playing well. They are. But I think there's a couple plays like that really could have went differently if we had, you know, some veteran leadership. Like I do think that we need, Man, I would love for another type of linebacker, another veteran linebacker that could really solidify that front with Quay and, and with 59. Like, I really would love to see that. Um, I think Jordan continues to take some leaps and bounds. I like the game that he played. I would like to see a couple more points on the board in terms of touchdowns in the second half. The only play that he really had me upset with him was that last sack that he took. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like at that point, you know, I think he's seen it enough, climb the pocket, throw it away, but don't give up that type of yardage because that's a, 
you know, you putting someone due pressure. That that wasn't Mason, you know, and maybe, no. maybe glad it wasn't Mason. You no. know, but <laughs> I, I think it was I think it was a good game. I think he put it everything together and shout out to AJ Dillon. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to AJ Dillon for stepping up. We trashed on answering the call. Who drafted him? Yeah. No, we, we know who drafted him. I said we trashed him. I, I forgot for a second. You ain't forget. I, you I ain't forgot for a minute. You know who been here for the last four or five years. Come on now. Goody Main. Goody Main. Okay. All right. You going to get me back on my stuff. I was going to open saying I still want Goody Man to play in traffic with that all black champion sweatshirt. <laughs> you going to get me back on my stuff. <laughs> Don't make me go. Hey, yo. Don't make me go back. That's funny. Don't That's make great. me go back. Well, look, here's the thing. You know, you see both guys, um, you see the team play well overall. I think they... I see the mute sign. Yeah, I seen the mute. Oh. No, did you um, uh, there you go. That thing disappeared on me. I hit the wrong button. You're happy you talk bad about the Goody Man? Yeah, I, I, was about to, I was about to praise him a little bit. Look, <laughs> I I'm very proud of some of the things he has done lately. I think there was a little bit I was starting to get worried. I I didn't like that he challenged Jordan in the middle of the season or kind of gave the illusion that he wasn't going to be back. But ever since then, hey, props to him because he's been playing lights out since that since since he said what he said about we got to evaluate the next 10 games. Jordan said, all right, cool. Got you. And that's the way. And he's been like that. You know, um should, should be four straight wins. Should have won in Pittsburgh. But like, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, go too deep into all that. But I like what I'm seeing from this team. I think they're playing well. Uh, the mm-hmm. young receiver, the young receivers are doing good things. Um, I think that even with the rotation of the left tackle, they've been rotating the left tackle position. And you know what? It, it hasn't – we haven't been great, but it's been solid. You know, and it's been solid. They played good football. And what I've liked in the last two games, if they jumped on really good teams in those games. Now, classic Packers in a game like that, maybe a little bit – you know, or this team maybe, maybe a little bit behind. They'll, they'll keep it close. No, they jumped on them in both of those games. And I'm like, okay. I like this. So kudos to Matt. You know, I think Matt did some really good play calling in the last two games, especially in his last one. I, you know, I'm the one that wished him upon this team. So I I, I got to take some blame for that. I remember we was in the group chat and I said, Y'all, I think Matt LaFleur is going to be the guy. And he was like, who is that guy? And and go figure. Yeah. So I got to take some blame on that. That's my fault. Uh, but I mean, if he if he can do some things, get it together, we'll see. But I'm, I'm very proud of this team. I like what I've seen. Um, Real quick before we go into more of it, we'll talk about our guy's performance. Great performance by Mr. Mm-hmm. This is the third week in a row he's been the offensive player of the week. Uh, uh, it's you know 25 for 36, 268 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. That's the key number, that zero picks. We've seen a lot of zero pick. That's that knocking on that wood. A lot of zero pick games, three straight 100 you know quarterback rating games for Jordan Love, fellas. And we're seeing a guy that – I think the confidence level right mm-hmm. now is at a really good place. Uh, Randall, what do you think about the confidence level of Jordan Love right now? What and then what you've been seeing from J Love? Like it just clicked. Like mm. everything I would listen to. I'd, I'd always go watch the post game. I'd always watch everything he say, and nothing he has said from day one till now has changed. It's always been I believe in myself. I believe in the people around me. And even at times when you would hear LaFleur, like, I, we be, you'd hear the players, we, we believe in this dude. You know, when Jair, day one at training camp, ran up behind him, it was like, QB1, 
best QB in the league. And I know people looking around like, what? And didn't understand it. And if you notice, if you follow Darius Slay on Twitter, he was a huge supporter, even when he wasn't playing well. And he would hit there and sit there and say, this dude got it. This dude got it. Mm-hmm. You just need reps. And it goes back to that the draft and develop debate, which is why I want him to start after Philly last year. I like when QB sit. I'd rather you start that second year versus the three, just because of the whole contract situation and the way you could, you know, leverage those contracts to bring in mm-hmm. dudes. But but I don't hate 12. I don't like some of the things he does. I still think, you know, Brady's got his six rings, but I think as at the end of the day, best quarterback of all time, you know, it's still 12. And you couldn't, you wasn't going to shove a dude out after the first MVP. It yeah. was just not yeah. going to happen. In the ideal world, and I think what Goot was counting on was that he was on the decline. Mm-hmm. And remembering that 12 is, you know, type of dude that holds a grudge and remembers everything. It was no way he was – if he wasn't going to win the Super Bowl that year, he was definitely going to win the MVP. And if he'd got rid of him after the first MVP, people would have looked at him like, you already got their mind. So he had <laughs> to wait. Had mm-hmm. to. But it, it timed out. You know, it may not contract-wise because what else he could have done with the roster, but he just needed the reps. And it was like, okay, I've got – like, let's. when do we say this really changed? Probably say the, the Pittsburgh game? Yeah. And then it was just like, okay, I've seen enough. I've got it. Like, he's still going to make mistakes. Like, I think Dan Orlovsky and J.T. O'Sullivan do the best when evaluating him. Like Dan has said, there's things he needs to clean up mechanically. But mm-hmm. LaFleur knows, okay, this is what he can do. Jordan knows what he can do. And they've put it all together. And Dan has said it. You're going to see a completely different dude next season once he ties everything from the, the legs up, from the feet up to the shoulders. Mm-hmm. But for, for to make a change like that in the middle of the season – Credit to, and not just Goop, but the Packers scouting staff and whatever they saw. And one thing I have learned is Goop really likes looking at a guy's junior year tape versus senior year tape. So Mm -hmm. if you ever notice, like, uh, Daryl, you said it with Wicks. It wasn't the senior year. The senior year wasn't great. Terrible. Terrible senior year. It was the junior year. was out of, like, Mm -hmm. insane. Same thing goes back to Jordan. His junior year tape is incredible. His senior mm-hmm. tape is like, ugh. Well, well, I, I know what it was that that Goot and and everybody saw in in Jordan, and and so I think with Jordan in that decision, you got to take that even like maybe like three four years back. What they saw in Jordan is what they saw in Kaepernick, a young, athletic, rangy type of quarterback that has an amazing arm and that can make some stay alive plays with his feet. So I think he's starting to learn that now. I I think the Pittsburgh game was a good game for him, but I actually go back for me. I think, I think the game that he probably learned the most was probably the Detroit game. The, the first one, the first one. Uh-huh. First one. I, I think he learned the most that game because you're talking about, you know, playing that game, having some of the throws that he had, we talked about it as we were watching the game and even games previously, not having the touch. I think he went and not only did he work on that, but he looked at it and he's consistently drilling that point. He had a couple of high misses in this game too. 
that kind of concerned me. I was like, man, there, there was one, there was one craft was on the right sideline. He did a dig and he came back and Jordan kind of missed him high. Luckily, the safeties were playing a little bit further up than they needed to be. So let me ask but, you a question real quick. When he missed that, did he pat the ball or have that extra hitch? Because I noticed JT said whenever he misses, it's usually he pats the ball extra. A little, or there's always yeah. some extra, and then that's when yeah. he misses. So, so one of the things that I noticed about him is that he has that extra pat that Aaron kind of had. Mm-hmm. But Aaron's extra pat, his his touch after that is different, and his ball placement. I think when Jordan passed the ball, he's he's dead eye locked on on the target and where the target is supposed to be, not where they could be going. Like there was another throw that even uh, Collinsworth has said where he missed he missed somebody where he threw it so far behind him and Justin Reed that they were like, where the hell was he throwing that? Uh, towards the end of the game, right? Towards the end of the game, and yeah. it was like it was almost like he was sprinting on. out. Yeah, but but the thing the thing that made me question that was like, and I think he's developing it. Is like, what are you seeing? What are you seeing in that route that says throw it that way? Because that, for all intents and purposes, really shouldn't have been a sidearm throw. It should have just been a throw out to space, out to the flat, because that's what you see. So I think he's developing those things. And again, I think to your point, Burns, with the development of the other guys around him, because he's saying, you know what, I'm going to go back to you. I think that's helped a lot. Um, I think the young guys deciding that they're going to be a young team and just rock with each other, I think has also helped Christian Watson a lot. Right. Because I don't know if you guys have noticed, but now – I've been watching him on the sideline more. Like, even when he came out the tent, he wasn't down. He was still engaged in the game. So I was like, okay, maybe he's grown a little bit too. Um, But, again, I think all of this comes together with real reps, with real time. We knew this was going to happen the same way it happened for Aaron, right? So it's it's a good thing to watch. But – and here's my only but because you guys know we talk about Goody Man and, and Matt a lot sometimes. That that <laughs> game, that game against Kansas City, for me as a as a Packers fan, makes the game against Denver and Atlanta hurt more. Agree. I agree a thousand percent. And I'm gonna tell you why, because it's like we've seen the glimpses of what he could be. And it and it makes it hurt more because and that's why I keep saying we should be ten and two. The, I mean the the you know the you had the lead in the Falcons game and in the other games you had the ball last and driving down the field. So that's what makes it hurt more. But I think those losses also, like you said, could be good. You know, it's a good way for them to grow as a team because they don't want to make those mistakes. I think I, and I can't remember which game it was. But I remember Jordan putting his arm around Christian after one of the games and kind of mm-hmm. just, you know, hey, man, you know, we got your back. You know, I think that's really helped him out the last. Because since that moment, yeah, you know, Christian has played really good football. Like, I mean, yes. he's playing like what we thought he's – what he played like last year towards the end of the season. So that that's that's part of it for me. So, I mean, we knew it was growing, growing pain. So, yes, yeah. I'm okay with the, it. I, the, one thing I, the one thing I also want to point out and that I absolutely love, um, no pun intended, is that now he he is becoming the unquestioned leader. 
which is great and what you always want to see in QB number one. Right. You want the guys to, even though they're inexperienced, to look at him and say, okay, you tell me what to do, and I'm going to go do it. Well, that's what the wide receivers coach Mike Vrabel said in a press conference earlier this week. And they were like, is he the leader? He says he has called guys out in practice and not taking a shot at 12, but he said he does it in a way where he's not overly critical mm-hmm. and he still says, hey, but you did this right. Let's just clean this up. He said he's never called a guy out in a way that's demeaning, but just right. like, hey, this is what's supposed to be done. Let's do it the right way. Mm-hmm. And he said he loves the fact that now you've got the running backs, the tight ends, the wide receivers, and love all just getting together on their own, mm-hmm. extra time working together. And he, I, was, I think it was after the Pittsburgh game, they all hung around Jaden Reed's locker. And it was pretty much like, yo, we're going to figure this out. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to piggyback a little bit. I think, and this is maybe me conspiracy theorist or whatever, but my thing is, and and maybe Jordan is that way because he had a chance to see how Aaron reacted to certain things. And it may be a thing where it's teaching him, you know, I'll, I'll, I used to be, when I first started the podcast game, when I first started in this media thing, I was a part of a team that, you know, it was a lot of good, talented, I mean, just talented people on this team. Now, there were some things that may have not went, you know, maybe the best away. But I saw how a lot of the people that were on the team started to react to how things went because the, I don't think they felt like they were getting the maybe the attention or the love that, or maybe they were getting disrespected or whatever way you want to say it. And I remember I used to take that experience when I, you know, when it started, you know, this network. I'm like, all right, you got to I took things from that experience that I learned and tried to, you know, put my own spin on it and make it better. And I think that's what. He's doing with that. You know, he he saw what happened with Aaron. He saw how maybe the younger guys didn't respond to Aaron maybe a, a certain way. And maybe he was like, all right, maybe I got to give him a little tough love and then kind of, you know, show him a little love on the side. So, I, I look, I, I'm thinking that's what it could be, you know. And so Aaron taught him something without even having to try to teach him. Uh, but he may have taught him something just by sitting there and watching him. And then we've seen a lot of what he does throughout this season where it's, you can tell he learned it from 12. And I think he's learned a lot from 12 where it's some bad, some good. Uh, but I think that's one of those situations where he learned it and said, okay, this is how I can make it better for the guys to rally around me. So, so D, I, I'll, I'll take it like this. I'm sorry, Burns, but like real quick, I'll take it like this. This is like the, the, the one beautiful thing that it is to be a Packers fan, right? In terms of we get to sit here and, and, Talk about potential greatness because we've seen it twice already, right? Yes. And to your point, D, listen, I guarantee you that there were things that 12 took from four and said, yeah, I need to do that. And I think there were things that he also saw in four and said, yeah, I can't do that. I'm not the happy-go-lucky jokester, prankster type guy with everybody. That's not my character. But there are things that I can glean from him. And I think Ten is doing that now, too, because if you see, especially, you know, I think one of the things that happens with Aaron and and he doesn't get or he gets bad, bad light for is, listen, a lot of the receiver core that we had weren't necessarily young guys that he always had to pull together and say, hey, let's go get this. Right. These are guys that were somewhat outside of Devontae was somewhat seasoned and knew how to do things or guys that he immediately clicked with. 
So a lot of times with quarterbacks, they don't have to necessarily do all that. But with 10 and where he's going, this is probably the best thing because I think it's not only permeating through the wide receiver room, it's through the team. Because mm-hmm. for Jair, and I love Jair, but he's weird. So Everybody him, says that. Everybody for, says that. For him, <laughs> for him, yeah. For him, for him to give you that vote of confidence, like you said, that's something big. For Aaron Jones to come out and say what he said, that's something big. And I think it's playing dividends now. But here's the other thing. Now we got to get these other guys back into the fold. Right. I, I tell you where I looked at that game, and man, oh, man, in that last drive, I miss Rasul. Yeah, yeah. I missed, a, I missed a player like him. And even Burns, when I said it to you the other day, like I know we got the log jam at safety, but like Adrian was a solid leader for us. Like you know we're going to need that in the playoffs because I think we can get there. He's still he out. Moving, he's he's still no, out there. He I don't think, uh, he got signed earlier. Who signed him? Who signed him? Uh, who's who are the Jets playing this week? Whoever the Jets are playing this week is a team that signed him. the Bills. No, 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 Not no. The, the Jets, the Jets got um oh man, I forgot who the Jets are playing this week. I had a whole moment. Oh they're man, playing who are the Jets playing this week? It's somebody that the Texans, they got the Texans this yeah, week. Yeah, the Texans signed them. Wow. It's a smart move by the Texans. Yes, that's, that's a, a smart, that's a smart move by the Texans. Wow. D'Amico, that's a good move. Man, D'Amico, that's a good that's, move. That's, that's a good move. That's a good move. But hey, hey. I mean, look. You know, go shout out Goody. I mean, at least he brought Goody in. Did. He only want the kids. He did sign Kenyon Drake, who is. Let me tell you something. Kenyon Drake is a solid running back to bring in the so, fold. So, so who? So who's out? Who's out the mix now? That's James Robinson is out the. Yeah, mix. they released Robinson. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. okay, yeah, but but Kendrick right. Drake is a really. Yeah. Good, I'm surprised he even signed Kendrick Drake to be honest with you, because that 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 doesn't totally go along with the the youth yeah because he also <laughs> signed that um David Long. The defensive back from the Panthers. From the Panthers, yeah. And then it goes back to that what he sticks to. He's usually gonna sign that the guy was on the Rams for three years. He's usually gonna sign the guys that played for the Rams. Because they get they fall into the offense quicker. Yeah. Hey, I mean defense yeah. quicker or offense, whatever it is. So that's it, man. It's a good deal. That's a good deal. But, I mean, like I said, I would have liked to have him back. Another there. feather in the cap for my boy Goody Man. <laughs> we got a one, we got our one. We got two picks in the second round, two. three picks in the two picks in the third round. Mm-hmm. We have two fourth round picks, three sixth round picks. We loaded. Yeah. We loaded. We again. loaded. And and this is another. This is another good draft too, y'all. This is another good draft. Listen, and, and and here's the thing. Like like I said the other day, if you were smart, right? Any franchise should be watching what was happening in OKC. And I think yep. Goody has has kind of you 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 get the youth movement and you get the picks and in, in the commodities. So. You can move pieces around. Right. If the only thing that will get me back on your man's bad side is if he doesn't go in his draft and address the defensive and offensive line. I think yeah. that's. I think that's a well. The, it has three, to be that Burns. The three it's no guys other way around it. that are the top, like at offensive tackle, are going to be gone by the time we're up there. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's from Notre Dame. I think it's Falasuanu and another mm-hmm. guy. They're not gonna. We're gonna be picking in like twenty at this yeah. point. So, so here, but here's one of the things: like, move up. Get I think you're trying to go back, make some deals. Because the name that I keep hearing is that kid Keon Coleman from Florida State, the wide receiver, and that uh, dude looks like a problem. 
Listen, but but here's here's the thing. See, that's why I was about to try to give him credit. Because well, I was that? about to try to give him credit. Why, why do that? Why why bring that in with what you currently I, dealing with? Let me explain you why. You've got Dobbs and Watson, whose contract's gonna be up in the same year. Ah, uh, you're not gonna get both of them. Then right after that, you're gonna have Reed and Wicks same year. So you got to make sure you have the backup. Got to make sure that you're gonna. He wants to keep three. And the other thing that I've heard the scout, like a couple of scouts from the Packers, say is they're looking at guards in the second round. They're gonna go. They're gonna get a running back in one of those first five. In those and five, they, they scouted the uh, the kid Shipley from Clemson already. Mm-hmm. And then I've seen them interested in Quorum for Michigan. But they've said what they're really looking at is uh, they're looking at offensive linemen, another wide receiver, and a running back. Yeah, they're gonna they have to get a running back because as much as I love Aaron Jones, they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to. And yeah. and and I and I got a feeling they're gonna sign Dylan back. Uh, and if they do sign him back, they're probably gonna sign him back for more than they probably should. I but they're Dylan taking a cut. I can see him he not. Taking a big, I can see him not taking a big deal to stay. He might. He might. But there's gonna be somebody out there that want him. You know, a team like Tennessee that may be on the outs with you know with with Henry or mm-hmm. something in that range. It'll be interesting how they how they approach that, but definitely going to be drafting running back in those first two rounds. I mean, especially with one of I think with one of the second round picks at the minimum, they got to go running back. Um, I wouldn't say first unless there's a stud if, out there. So yeah, if if but so here here's here's my monkey wrench to the plane. If they're gonna go Coleman, which I love because I'm an FSU fan, if they're gonna go that way, cool, get the protection after him. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we can, you got to load wait, up. We can wait for a running back. <laughs> better yet, better yet. Listen, let's see what the market is for some of these guys that you feel like maybe don't fit the system no more. I, I would hate to see it because Burns, you and I argued about this years ago with Aaron. Listen, if you're gonna make a move, go ahead and make it. Like right. I, I really, I really think what's happening now, and I kind of hate to see this too, is that. If these young guys continue to play well the way that they are, remember, we're going into what, like week three, week four without 23? Yeah. They may believe, just like they did with Sue, that they could do without him. They can't move that contract yet. You can't move Yeah, they, they got another year. They got it's at like least 38 million. He's yeah, got, got a lot. Year. And they yeah, don't think anybody would take that type of deal. But we're going to have the dead cap. And then they want to make sure that by 2025, that's all right. Yeah, yeah, we got to. We're going we're gonna to have all the goodness why, in 2025, um, baby. <laughs> they started having talks with uh Bakhtiari about restructuring because I guess there's a way that they could bring it down to 21 million. And then he announced the other day that he intends to play for the Packers next year. And in my mind, I'm like, Yeah, of course, you want to play now, you, man. You want to stay man, I'm, about to, I'm about to cuss. Look, I mean, he's gonna have to play a turf next year, so you know, I hope he, <laughs> I'm like, like he's gonna have to play a turf next year. So this, oh, hey, I can't play because of turf. Listen, as much as you screaming it, this your man fault too. Hey, this is did this. Goody he was at, he was at that Bucks game when we had that beer like this. Yeah. Goody Man. It was Aaron's best friend, but the plan worked out. Plan worked. Hey, I'm never gonna apologize for Packer fans being God's favorite children when it comes to quarterbacks. We Touché, just wake homie. up and find them. And just find, find them. At least, at least since 1990, and 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 you know that 20 year, uh, that 20 to 30 year drop between uh, Star and Favre, you know it happens. But 
you know, we've been blessed. I mean, we, we've had a really good run at, um, you know, at quarterbacks. But you know what? Another thing that people don't realize, we're really – we've always been really good at, at finding receivers. Yeah, really yeah. good yeah. at finding receivers. You go, you can go all the way back to old Don Hudson, man. You go all the way back. But we've yeah. always been able to find receivers. So, you know, the James Lawtons, the Sterling Sharp, my guy. Uh, you know, we can go yeah. on and on. They they can find receivers. So, so I got so I got a question for you guys, right? So, you know, I just cracked uh Madden 24 the other day. So, you know, me and my brother are playing a season, and I'm like, man, I'm gonna add another pass rusher to this team. Right, a premier pass rusher, boy. Oh boy, that thing looks so pretty. And and listen, I you know, by all intents and purposes, I jumped all the way out the window. I added Miles Garrett, but oh, yeah, man, yeah you did, you did, <laughs> you man, jumped way out the window, <laughs> way out the window. I ain't care nothing about the cap. It was like, man. we want first, second, have it all. Man, you can take my entire draft, give me Miles Garrett. <laughs> so, what, so, what do you guys think about a pass rusher? Like, I think this this draft may present some tweeners mm-hmm. that are pretty good, too. Florida State has a couple of them, full Seminoles. Um, but a pass rusher, because I believe we we got to be thinking that Preston at some point, and Preston has done outstanding. He has year. been. He's, he's, he's been, been good. Outstanding. But we got to say at some point, there needs to be a real high interjection of youth on the other side. Pause. But. You know, we, we got to get there because some of the young guys that I've seen on the, on the D-line on at the outside, I don't know if they're working enough for us. Yeah. I mean, Van Ness got a sack the other day. It was nice to see. They still going to – I think in Guzman, Gary is the blueprint. So it's like, all right, I'm going to let Van Ness cook. Mm-hmm. I, I can see them grabbing somebody like that. It's just it's got to fit that 6'4", 260 and up you know, yeah. thing that they want. Like, that's what he's going to stick to. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it, it, I think the beauty of this just this draft that he just had is we don't have to worry about that wide receiver position. We don't have to worry about We really about... don't. We really don't. No, so we like, just got to worry about what that, what that uh, medical room looked like because I do not want to see nobody else running across the field going, but you know what's crazy? Now you if we look at it, it's just Christian. Like it, it, it Reed is Reed hurt his chest, but in terms of now just these lower leg injuries, it's just him and then it keeps happening. Well, how long is Aaron out? Aaron, I don't think he's playing this week neither. I mean, and if be honest with you, don't even rush him back. I would wait till yeah, the playoffs. I'd wait to the playoffs. If you if you get into the playoffs or you're in the position to get into the playoffs and you wait. need him, then you play him. Because, yeah. I mean, look, Patrick Taylor's not doing a bad job, you know, for the most part. I mean, we need more there. But, I mean, bringing in Drake, there's a reason why they brought in Drake. Yeah. You know, uh, we started from the bottom, now we're here. But, hey, look, it, they brought him in for a reason. I think, um, you know, he's going to be a really nice piece to supplement with Dylan uh, if they can get him up to grass. It may be another week or so before they, like, let him play play. Uh, mm-hmm. So we may not see him until, you know, they play the Buccaneers. But um, and it's I, December. I like it. And it's you December. Know what Dylan does in December. I'm going to knock on wood as well. Maddie, Maddie, Maddie LaFleur, 16, what, 15 and 0 in December? 16 and 0 now. 16 and 0 in December. Mm-hmm. I, the thing with Aaron, that's crazy. for me, is, <laughs> it's crazy. it goes back to what McCarthy said. He tried to say in a nice way that he was injury prone. And I love Aaron Jones to death. Mm-hmm. But the days of a 5'8", 195-pound running back are probably over. 
But see, this is why I had the argument with you about Jamal. I didn't want him going. I didn't want him going at all. You want you wanted Aaron over him. Yeah, no, I wanted Jamal over Aaron. I wanted. I remember. I, I wanted Aaron Jamal. gone. Go back and look. I wanted Aaron gone. Yeah, I do remember I, that. I'm about to go back. I, and go back. I think I, re- I think I remember that though, because but that might have been in the uh, in the other chat because you know we had to split it. But yeah. anyway, that's yeah, yeah. But you might you got to do some dig deep on that. But I, I wanted him gone because my thing, and I always go back to it. You can find a running back any round. We found Aaron in the fifth. Found you Williams won't. in the fourth. Four. So. And I ain't gonna lie to you, man. That would you know he would be nice to have right now. New Orleans Ooh, ain't New Orleans man. ain't doing nothing with Jamal right now, man. I, I was watching the stats, man. They get getting like two rushes. Like he could look if he was here, if he was here, I'm gonna tell you right now, we'd be unstoppable. Oh. Be unstoppable. Because I mean it, the guy's tough, man. They need to find a way to look. And then, so and that was the one that was one of the ones that dude wanted to be here. Yeah, he did. When mm-hmm. we when he played us last year and he stood at our tunnel and was hugging these dudes, they come out. I'm just saying, like, that's where 12 did have a point. Certain guys that want to be here and they, yeah, and they still don't keep play. Got to keep them. Yeah. And my man Goody Man be like, "Came nah. rock." Yeah, I mean, like I told you with the, the James Jones story. James Jones, Jones yep. said it. He said, "Look, man, I yep. wanted to be here, and they told me that it would get in the way in the development." And he said, he said, I know you're going to be good. I just can't have it. I have to let, you know, 17. And I forget who else was the other receiver at the time. I think it might have been. Yeah. Yeah. And Aberdeenus. So he wanted to make sure they were good. So, I mean, look, I like where we are right now. I'm going to say that. I like where we are right now. And I feel really good about where we are. Uh, so I'm gonna go to our uh, defensive player real quick, and then we're gonna head to our thoughts into the Giants game on Monday. And so, real quick, gotta give my man. Go ahead, give Mr. Nixon love. Oh yeah, got the pick, got the interception, sixty yards, kickoff and returns. He did really good there. I tell you what, man, Nixon has really grown on me uh, defensively. I mean, I think it's still there a little bit, but he's really grown on me defensively, guys. I really like what I've seen from him. Yo, we need two more guys like that because he's a psycho. He's he crazy. He can't have four because they'll ruin the locker room and it'd be chaos. Right. You see four? how he's smiling in the picture? He smiled yeah. like he's crazy in the face. He's crazy. <laughs> My guy Nixon. So I wanted to give a shout out to Nixon uh before we get uh into that. Now I'm gonna go ahead, fellas, and get you guys' thoughts on the game. On Monday night, uh, my man Cody Stewart is coming in to deep dive. Uh, with uh, the Giants and the Packers. He's going to tell everybody how the Giants or what the Giants need to do to beat the Packers. And, of course, I'll tell you what the Packers uh, need to do to beat the Giants. But I got to hear from my guys real quick on their thoughts about this game coming up, uh, what they want to see, and all that fun stuff. So Giants coming up. D, I'm going to start with you uh, first. Um, let me switch this out so we can see your face. There we go. There we go. So, D, I'm gonna start with you first, bro. Uh, what are you? What are your thoughts in on this one? Um, this Giants and this Packer matchup. What do you want to see on, out of this? Can I just game? say something real quick? Yeah, yeah. Derek Carr is on drugs. What he just said on NFL what? Network, Marcus Mariota would be more productive playing quarterback for the Eagles than Jalen Hurts. Yeah, he on the drugs. He on the drugs. <laughs> Go ahead, D. Go ahead, D. Yeah, you on the track. Now nah, we ain't gonna gloss over what he taking. Like <laughs> he's taking that sunshine. What he yeah, doing? The real good stuff. Oh. Hey, you sugar. know what? Real, real quick before I do the Giants, right? I will say this: 
and I was thinking this the other day. We may see Jordan getting comfortable like like Mr. Hurst got comfortable in Philly. And being and being a good product on the field. Right. Like say say what you want about Jalen. He gets it done. He's a winner. Right. So we'll keep that. Ten love. We 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 got that. Hey, now, and with less weapons though. Yes. And with less weapons. And with less. He got mad because Jalen Hurts is stacked. He got, he got a plethora. <laughs> it's, it's insane. And they still trying to give him more. Like, you need more help. How much more help does he need? Like, good Man. Lord. Remember, he still got Julio sitting over there, too. Hey, I'm just chilling. Julio ain't getting no time. <laughs> Man. So, so what I want to see about what the Giants game is, is simple. Stay attacking. I think they've gotten into, or Matt has gotten into a rhythm with some of his first half calling in the games, he's just he's trying to attack. Like I said to you on the chat, I don't like the cute stuff, but I do like the fact that he's trying some things and he's kind of trusting Jordan to make certain decisions. So stay on the attack, but let's not overlook the Giants. The Giants are a wounded team that have nothing but pride to play for, and sometimes it's kind of dangerous. You know, they got their little version of uh, Jeremy Lin. With a uh, Devito right now. So. Oh, Matilda's dad. Matilda's dad. Yeah, yeah, Matilda's dad. Matilda's mm. dad. Let me tell you. Something. Yeah, he got he got some so, good energy going on over there, though. Yeah, so we got to play hard, man. But but that's what I want to see. I want to see them continue to play hard. I want to see them continue to give Dylan a shot. Get him, give him a shot to get going. Call some good plays that he can really put his foot in the ground and make some things happen. Because you know those seventy eight yards are what we needed. They set the tone. Yeah. For the game, like you said, D, after we got up on them and punched them in the mouth. So let's see that some more. I like that. I like that. Randall, we head to you, man. What do you want? What do you want to see from this Packers Giants game on Monday night? The better Monday night game. Don't fall for the trap. Um, right. Don't think just because this team is four and eight and it looks like they probably tank it, don't fall for the trap. Go out there, play fundamental, play sound football. Joe Barry, you might be keeping your job, you know. Don't screw it up, Jordan. <laughs> if you t- take the easy pass, I mean, you don't got to, you know, bomb it downfield, stay in rhythm, play the game properly. Matt, call a good, solid game. That's it. I don't care if it's ugly, just win and stay healthy. Stay healthy and win. I like it. I like it. I, you know, look, here, here's, the, here's the deal. I think for me, I just want to see them continue to do what they've been doing. Uh, the last couple of weeks. You want to tweak it a little bit, but keep that energy, keep that going. You got yourself a schedule coming up. Very winnable football games. They can beat every single team. The big one is out the way, in my opinion. We we, yeah. we all talked about this. Like We knew if they could get past Kansas City, which I ain't going to lie to you, still a little bit of shock that it went the way it did. Remember, but we just wanted one out of those three we games. Did, we just wanted one out of those three games, and we got <laughs> all we, three. We got all three. So if they could go in there and – don't go and get on too. I don't want to say get on too much of a high. You want to stay level headed because it's like, all right, we're winning all these games. That's cool. But I need you to still have that hunger that you've had the last five weeks. So the last five games have that hunger throughout up into the playoffs. Cause right now, if you make the playoffs, we got San Francisco waiting. That ain't fun times. So biggest thing for me is I want to see them keep growing and <clears throat> if they can keep growing, and, you know, who knows, maybe get lucked up, get a good spot in the playoffs where we can, you know, maybe get a playoff win in there. That's my expectation at the minimum. Uh, and I, ain't, I ain't trying to talk you know Super Bowl. Do hmm? you know who you play if the season ended today? 
Oh, so let me I mean actually let me show you that real quick. I was I glad you brought it up. So this is off of my other show, y'all, but I want to show you the playoff picture as it stands right now. This is what this is off oh, my show one on one. Uh well, no, so Minnesota has the advantage because they beat us. Okay. So they yeah, so right now, so right now, Green Bay sitting at seven, they will take on San Francisco. Uh, the Lions uh, would take on the Vikings. Now, here's the fun thing. I remember saying at the beginning of the season, I would th- I thought that the NFC North would get one team out. That's it, one team. Currently, there are three teams in the NFC North in the playoffs, and that's something I did not see coming. And I would say the same thing in the AFC, because in the AFC, the AFC South has three teams in the playoffs as of right now, you know, going into that time. So I – Wanted to show this to everybody real quick, but yeah, that's what that's where they stand right now. So, like, so here's the crazy idea I got. Right, I would love to play San Francisco in the first round. If they can beat them, I'd be pumped. You and, you and you know why? The reason the reason I say that is nobody on this team has any of that old fear that we have in San Francisco. Touche. Nobody's there. Touche. So they're going in and they're like, "Hell yeah, I want to play San Francisco." So why not? Like why yeah, not go for it? Won't hurt anything. I mean, you know it's, 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 it's it's a different era. So it won't, it won't <laughs> do any. It won't do anything but make us a better team. And here's the thing: we're not facing Colin. We're not facing that type of thing that we know no, no, no. Burns always tells us is our kryptonite. We're not facing that brown quarterback that can run. Yeah, we're, fa- we're, we're facing. We're facing a. Running oriented team where you know their wide receivers are really and shout out to Brandon Ayuk, man. His season this year, unbelievable. Good but try, man. Good it, try. It's it's really not the same type of team. So why not go there? Yeah. I would rather play them than to get another matchup with Detroit. That actually that actually makes a lot of sense. Is, you know what I'm saying? Let's play somebody different. And if it is them, or even if it's somebody like Dallas, even if it's the Eagles, guess what? For us, it's house money because we ain't never been there to be scared. Yeah, this is I true. Detroit. I See, I thought about yeah. that too, but I don't want to play a team three times we, unless we, we absolutely to have everybody to. who the kings of the north are. Just but, I, but, but here's the thing. I think people understand that. Like Detroit is going to be the feel-good story of the north. But I think the way that we play, like, look at the way we set the tone with Chicago, right? Detroit beats us, and then we go back and beat them. We need to get Minnesota. Need to get Minnesota. Everybody knows. They know what type of year this is for us. So if if they can't really, you know, put us under now, we we good. I would love a matchup with the 49ers. I would you know absolutely what's beautiful? love. We go Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love. Detroit had a franchise quarterback as long as we've been alive. Chicago ain't had a franchise quarterback. Minnesota ain't had a franchise quarterback. They've had some – They Minnesota's had some decent guys. They, they haven't had franchise, franchise guys. Ain't no Hall of Famers. No gold jackets. No. But they have no. some really good quarterbacks. That's a good quarterback. Yeah. No, 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 no. Come on, fella, fellas, fellas. Gold jackets, no gold jackets. Quarterbacking around this, here. This is true. This is true. This is true. This Elite. Is true. And Goot said it. Then the press conference before the season started. He said, you're not winning the Super Bowl without a top five, top eight quarterback. Touche. And when he said that, I said, these are the expectations he has for this young man. Right now, I'll say he's top 10 for sure. That's my personal opinion. I think he's top 10. If not, he's right on the outside. His PFF for the last three weeks put him, he's just behind Purdy, 
and Prescott. I take mm-hmm. that. I take that. Prescott ain't playing nobody. That's the difference. That Prescott, Prescott ain't playing nobody. The, the the big the the they beat the Seahawks, and when they beat the Seahawks, okay, well the Seahawks are they were the only winning team that they've beaten this year. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, one mm-hmm. in ten, three in eight. They, they haven't beaten anybody. And then the other two teams that meant something in the NFC, they got stumped by. So then, you can't, you know. So Purdy, I take more justice in being behind Purdy. And than even him, I'll say this: the same situation is Jalen and Tua. You have elite weapons. You have an elite offensive line, elite running back. Jordan is playing with children, and we mean like, that in a nice way. And I like the young guys. I like Jalen Hurts. But you didn't look like this till AJ Brown showed up. Yep. I like Tua. You didn't look like this till Mike McDaniel came with some Kansas with that with some Shanahan scheme. Yep. And gave mm-hmm. you Eric Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, and this is where I, where Ruck is right. There were times where they did not give Aaron the help he needed, and he still played at an MVP level. Right. Mm-hmm. And I hope Goot doesn't do it to his boy, but I don't think he'll treat his black son this way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Mr. Oh, Drummond's going to give love man, the weapons he needs. Yo, that's great. But yo, you know what, though? I don't, I don't think he is either. Goot's stepdaddy down? That's what you said? Mr. Drummond. Hey, look, man. <laughs> hey, look. Here's the deal, though. But you're 100% right to an extent. Like, this is his guy. He has yeah. to. It's, it's almost like you... I have to get it right, but I feel like they have to get it right. He's not gonna let him down. His, his job's on the line too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, his job's on the line. He's he's hitched his wagon to him. We we yeah. know what that means in sports, <laughs> and and he has to ride out. But don't see the only thing that kind of shakes me about Goot is Goot doesn't strike me as a a, a Jerry a Jerry Jones a, a, a home grin mm-hmm. that when you hit your wagon to somebody, even if they going down, you you just gonna ride it out. Right, like Goot will cut bait fast. Yeah, he he definitely will. So that's the only thing that worries me about him because again, there are going to be some of these young guys that we got to give opportunities. Like even even in the secondary, listen, some of these guys we got to keep around. You got to keep Valentine. You got to keep Valentine. Ford has played well from here and there. Yeah, you got to keep these guys. If you're trying to sell us as a as a as a fan base. With this youth movement, you better keep some of these guys around. Hey, you gotta keep them, keep my. You don't care about the fans because they asked him um with his midweek midseason press conference. Do you have a message to the fans? He said, "My job is to bring in good players. I don't got nothing to say to the fans." <laughs> That's good. You know no, why? Because it's team over everything. <laughs> team over everything. Right by the team. That's it. Goody main. Goody main. As long as we win it, he ain't got to say nothing. Oh, I love it. I love it. Look. <laughs> fellas like i appreciate you coming on uh talking it up with me we'll get ready for next week we got tampa bay coming uh in the town and right now i got my man cody stewart uh it was gonna me and him are gonna break down packers and giants get a little bit more d give you those three t those three keys to victory my man randall burns my man deshaun rucker now it's time for the game preview All right, everybody, it is time for this week. You know, Packers riding on a little bit of a high, but they've got a semi-familiar a familiar foe coming in because, hey, this team is always giving the Packers trouble somewhere, somehow, 
or at some major point in the history, they come through along and they just they just kind of they, they come at the Packers and they and they and they disrupt good things going for the Packers. And the next guest that I'm about to bring on here, uh, <laughs> he knows all about that. It's, it's my man. Cody Stewart, co-host of the Four Y podcast and Giants Insider, uh, you know, uh, Legacy Maker alumni. What is up, Cody? How's everything going, brother? Hey, man, everything's going great. I mean, well, besides the Giants football season, but outside of that, everything is, is going amazing, man. How about yourself? Hey, look, man, things are good. Things are good. Uh, it's 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 busy, but but it's good. I mean, you know, I'd rather be busy than not be busy at all. Uh, but you know, we got we got a, a NFL season that still sees the Giants. In the playoff picture, that, that that is how rough you can you can most people say maybe that's how rough the NFC is right now. Uh, the Packers holding on steady uh, to that uh, seven seed, which they recently just got after defeating the um, Super Bowl champs. Which I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm still a little bit on a high because oh yeah, for did, sure, did not see that happening. But it's good to see <laughs> Jay Love uh, coming to fruition. But you know, you got yourself uh, a, a young guy and, and Matilda's dad, aka Tommy DeVito. Come on, uh, he, <laughs> that's, hey yo, that's, that's I've been calling him that for like a month. <laughs> so <laughs> Matilda's dad has been doing great things, man. Like he like two wins in a row. I mean, hey, it, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Yeah, uh, two wins in a row against you know not not that great of teams, man. I mean, hey, what a win is a win, right? But still, you know, it's one of those things where the Giants have you, you know, before these two games, you're like, all right, top two pick incoming, time to get our franchise quarterback. Then they win these two, and it's like typical Giants right. fashion, man. Win some games to push you further and further back, right? Out the it draft is what pick. it is. Is that why are we pushing each other out of the draft pick situation? We <laughs> we want to be able to draft high because I mean at one point it was what number two, and I think like all right number two that's not bad, and now it's like and Green Bay was in the same situation. We were sitting at like six. I'm like all right yeah. about to be six. Now all of a sudden Jordan Love and the crew, which should be five games in a row, uh because they, they gave one away to Pittsburgh, uh and and to me personally I feel like they should be ten and two. There, there was only two games the Packers truly lost like like yep. just, they just got beat up on and that was the vikings game and the lions game the first ones other than that i mean they've either been in the mix right there you know hey and i've got a chance to see two of the giants wins in person this year well i mean look <laughs> if if the giants had a 17 game schedule against the commanders we're going 17 and 0 all right you know <laughs> by all means and it, and it wouldn't be and it wouldn't be close you know it's crazy each game going into it somebody asked me it was like well Darrell, you know you know what do you think about today i said i'm gonna tell you right now i don't got a good feeling about it but i'm gonna tell you right now the giants are gonna win this game because they just have the that that hang over the commanders and then on top of that you know saquon barkley will score a touchdown Every time he plays the commanders, he will score a touchdown. So I told him, if you're, you're a bed man, this is it. This is it. Go, go exactly. ahead and bet on Saquon. So, But let's go ahead and get into the Monday night matchup coming okay. from MetLife. And so, Cody, I, I want to know, what are your three keys to a Giants victory over the Green Bay Packers on Monday? So, number one, as you can see, it's constant pressure on Jordan Love. And I'm going to kind of tweak this just a, a tad. I'm going to keep the constant pressure. But let's say constant pressure on Jordan Love slash forcing turnovers, okay? So, when you look at the Green Bay Packers, when Jordan Love is playing turnover-free ball, the Packers are good. When he's throwing interceptions, fumbling the ball, the Packers are not so good. In, in games where Jordan Love has a turnover, the Packers are one in five this season. So it, it's clear that you, you need to force some turnovers in order to, to, to beat 
the Green Bay Packers. But when I, I talk about the constant pressure, it's one thing that it's taken the Giants a, a little bit early on in the season. It took them a while to really get going as far as forcing pressure on opposing quarterbacks. And when they do force that pressure, it tends to be not always wins, but a close game that puts themselves in a situation or in a position to win the game. So if Kayvon Thibodeau, who is top 10 in, in sacks this year with, I believe, 11, uh, if he can continue to disrupt uh, opposing offensive tackles and make his way to the backfield and get some sacks, force some fumbles, the, the Giants will be in a, a good position to possibly steal one from the, the Green Bay Packers. Um, looking at number two for my keys to victory is protecting the quarterback. And there's absolutely no secret about it. The Giants have the worst offensive line in football. So this is a tall task to ask a an offensive line who seems to have a different combination of offensive linemen every single game to start so far this year. But look, everybody knows in the NFL, the, the keys to victory is good quarterback play and protecting the quarterback. So Tommy DeVito, as you said early on, Tommy DeVito, two straight wins. He's not the savior in New York, but he is playing decent football for being a rookie out of Illinois, uh, undrafted free agent. So if the Giants can protect him better, how, how about we, we, we say it like that, we phrase it like that. If the Giants can protect him better than what they have in some games so far this year, uh, I think that they will, again, have a, a good opportunity to at least keep the game close uh, against the thriving Green Bay Packers. And then finally, uh, number three, some could put this at number one. You, you get the offensive machine for the Giants started. Getting Saquon Barkley going very early in the game is is huge. It's huge because I feel like a lot of opposing defenses, they game plan for Saquon. They're like, we'll let anybody else beat us but Saquon. So if you can get Saquon going, what does that do? That opens up the play-action pass. And we've seen Tommy DeVito. He's not scared to throw the ball down the field. You have a, a, a very – uh, good rookie, Jalen Hyatt, who is a, a speedster who can take the top off the defense. So if you can get Saquon going, if Saquon can touch the ball on that first drive five or six times, and I'd say maybe by the end of the first quarter or maybe by the end of the half, you know, he he's flirting with 80 yards rushing or 80 yards total yards. It's going to open the playbook a lot for the Giants. So if you can get Saquon Barkley going, things will be good. And see, that that's where it gets interesting for me because, like, we all know what the Packers kryptonite is. They cannot stop the run. I mean, I don't, you can you can bring anybody in there. Cody, I'm pretty sure, man, you can get about 40 to 50 yards solid on that Packers D-line, <laughs> and, and I feel confident in that. And, and, and that's the thing. If they get Saquon Barkley going, it, it could be very dangerous for the Green Bay Packers. So I agree with you 100% on that. Uh, protecting the quarterback is, is essential. Uh, with a line that has been rotating uh, quite a bit this year. And I could definitely see, you know, you got to find a way uh, to stop Jordan Love. So what you're saying, what, what you're saying there kind of coincides with what my three keys are. So I'll swing to those real quick. Uh, number one, Jordan Love must continue his outstanding play. We've seen Jordan Love cruise the last couple of weeks. Uh, knock on some wood. Let's not <laughs> I got to knock on some wood. <laughs> and he hasn't made too many mistakes. Uh, and I think he's done a really good job of that. And my biggest thing for Jordan Love, and it's been number one, my number one key all year, is getting consistent play out of Jordan Love. And now we're finally getting it. So it's now continue to outstanding play. So that's number one for me. Number two, force Tommy DeVito, a.k.a. Matilda's dad, to beat us. <laughs> you got you to gotta keep DeVito. Uh, you got to force DeVito to beat you. And if you... 
let him beat you and, and DeVito beat you. Okay, you know what? The, the Giants deserve to win that game. Uh, but if you let Saquon Barkley, which is number three, if you let him go off and you let Saquon Barkley have a Raheem Mostert type of day or a, 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 a Colin Kaepernick type of day, which I've seen in the past and I don't want to see again, you know, then that could spell trouble for this Green Bay Packers team. I think they're in a really good place right now. Uh, they're definitely uh, riding a high right now. And I think that part is is really critical that they're riding that high and things are looking good for them right now. That's what I see from this contest. That's what Green Bay needs to do in order to win this one. Yeah, no, I mean, you're you're absolutely correct. I mean, everything that you said, like I said earlier, turnover free ball from Jordan Love, Packers win the game. It, it's as simple as that. And that's what he's been able to do these past three-ish or so games where y'all are riding the high right now. Jordan Love is looking like the guy man you know some people might say oh well he needs to do this or he needs to do that but if we're going to be honest this is his first true year as knowing hey i'm the green bay packers starter that confidence knowing that you're the starter can go a long way took him a couple games to to get where he is but guess what he's playing well right now and i'm gonna be honest with you man you know the the giants defense has played pretty well this year right you, you know but Jordan Love has the the attributes that he can easily carve up this secondary. So that, that that's what worries me a lot. It's, it's the confidence level for me. Like I said, that's that's been the biggest thing. If he can keep the confidence level going, uh, he's starting to, you know, he threw a couple plays in that last game against the Chiefs. I was like, okay, I probably wouldn't have done it, but hey, it, it worked out. You know, and I think that's all those years of being with Aaron. He said, Aaron could do it, I could do it too. And he's 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 following that trait. So uh, but I didn't like what Aaron Rodgers said today. You know, you got to let Jordan Love be Jordan Love. He said that on the Pat McAfee show, uh, you know, earlier this week or whenever this is coming out on Sunday. But uh, it, it's it's very important that, you know, they let him be him. And so so far, so good. I ain't mad. Yeah, for I, sure. ain't mad. I ain't mad. So, Cody, um, before we, we get off of here, man, like I said, once again, I appreciate you for coming on. Give us your outlook for the Giants between now, end of the season, uh, and maybe in the offseason, what are you looking for? You know, um, the Daniel Jones situation has been, you know, what it is. Uh, yeah. But just what are your thoughts on this team uh, between now up into the draft? Well, you brought up, you know, the Giants in the the playoff hunt, right? And, you know, technically they are. Uh, I will say I, I truly don't believe they will make the playoffs, but they do have – Uh, a few games against teams that are right ahead of them in this playoff hunt. They play Green Bay, obviously, this week. They play New Orleans the next week, and they play the Rams uh, towards the end of the season. So those are three games that the Giants are able to win that. It's like, hey, you know, they're still there. But, again, I truly don't believe that it will get that far. Um, So, you know, the the Giants are likely going to get a a top-10 pick. Um, You know, I think that the coaching staff, as far as Brian Dayball, I think he will stay. There has been rumors coming out that – He's kind of clashing with uh, Wink Martindale, our defensive coordinator, who has done a tremendous job in the two years that he's been here. So I could see Wink leaving after this year. It it would suck, honestly, but I I can honestly see Wink leaving and and going elsewhere. Uh, But it's just one of those things where you have to focus on the offseason and, you know, this this regime has to truly find who the the franchise quarterback is going to be. You know, I know Daniel Jones was given that big contract. I, I totally understand it. And here's the thing, you know, Daniel, he's going to be on this team next year as well. You know, yeah. just based off of the guaranteed money, you know, unless a team wants to trade for him, which I highly doubt. 
um, he's going to be on this team next year. And that, that is what it is. So, you know, if the Giants are in a position to draft uh, their franchise quarterback in, in the first round this year um, and they decide to start him, well, Daniel Jones would just be the highest paid backup in career history, basically. Yeah. Um, and that that just is what it is. So as of right now, I mean, the keys for the Giants is, you know, it, it's all about evaluating what you have on the team right now with these last six or seven games left in the season. Um, and then just moving forward, you you, you got to find your franchise quarterback and you have to get that offensive line straightened out. Uh, it, it feels like we've been talking about this offensive line for a decade. It just has yeah, yeah, not, yeah. It, 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 it has not gotten better. So hopefully they can, they can find a, a guy or two via free agency or the draft that really solidifies this offensive line. And, you know, the giants can improve next year on, whatever this year was. Yeah, you know, it's crazy because they have tried. I feel like they it's not without trying. They brought guys in, they they drafted guys high hoping for the best and it just yep. hasn't worked out and it's it's a tough deal. You know, you can it call it chemistry, whatever it is, it it has happened for uh that Giants football team. I, I for me, I you know, I'll always say I don't know why they went with the Daniel Jones. I thought Daniel Jones should have been franchise tag. Go ahead and lock in Saquon. That that's the way you do it. Then you're not you're not holding on to Daniel this year, and it, it frees up a lot. Uh, but you know, hey, we ain't the GM. We yeah. we we didn't make those decisions. You know, exactly. I got some things I can yell at uh, Goot about <laughs> because I was like, "Yo, what are you doing here, my guy?" But uh, look, it is what it is. I mean, we'll see. We got Monday yeah. Night Football, man. And look, Cody, I appreciate you coming on, man. Let everybody know where they can find you. Um, you know where where they can hit you up at. Get all of that great knowledge coming from Cody Stewart. Yeah, man. I mean, you can find me on Facebook, Cody Stewart. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, I believe it's uh, Cody underscore Cody Stewart. I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm bad on on my my my, my usernames, man. Uh, but yeah, you know, I'm just I'm just always talking sports. Doesn't matter what it is. Just love sports, man. Look, Cody said, look, I'm out there. If, I'm out there. Y'all find if, me. If, if you get many Cody Stewart's out here in the world, all right. I, I promise you, I'm out there. Just find me, and you, <laughs> and you will know. All right, everybody. Look, man. I, Cody, once again, appreciate you coming on to the Green and Go Opa everything here yes, on the Legacy Maker Sports Network. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, the Packers uh, take on the Buccaneers next week, so hmm, that also should be a fun one. But the question is, will the Packers still be in position to hold on to that seven seed? Would they have bumped up by then? Because hey, the Seahawks play the four. 49ers. We'll find all that out here soon. Once again, everybody, thank you all for tuning in. It's been Green and Gold over everything. 